so good to be here with you guys this morning. I'm with you all the time, so it's fun to get to speak in our house. Um, but I just want to give it up to Pastor Brian and Pastor Alicia who give me this opportunity. So we can give our pastors a hand. They're amazing pastors, um, and they have poured into me, and I'm telling you, both of them throughout this week have just encouraged me and spoke into me and lifted me up, and there may be a little bit of like, I hope I don't disappoint you, um, <laughs> but, but we know that it's God's word, and it's not me anyways, so um, I'm excited to share with you this morning. Um, I just want to get right into the scripture, and Philippians 3.12 is where we're going to be. And I want to read um, just, just 12. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Into his, oh, sorry. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're speaking to reach church. I thank you that it's specific in this time. And thank you, Father God, that I am just a vessel today. And Holy Spirit, you speak what needs to be spoken. You pierce every heart. You touch every spirit in this house, Father God, and move however you want to move. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we look in Philippians, and this is um, a letter from Paul to the Philippians. And I, and I want to get right into the line where he says, but I run with passion into his abundance. And we know that Pastor Brian has been on pace. Um, and so I was excited to do this idea of, of talking about pace and how everything that Holy Spirit has been speaking to me the past few weeks have fit into this. And when I think of pace, I think about a life marathon, right? And so when you get saved, when you let Jesus Christ come into your life and into your heart and you're transformed, you sign up for this life marathon, right? And maybe you didn't even realize it, but you did. Like you're on this whole new path that God has laid out for you. So I'm no longer on the path that the world would want me to go or, you know, crooked and crazy and all these different ways. I'm now on this amazing path that Jesus has laid out for me. And even Paul says that, it's into his abundance so I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill. It's the purpose he called for me. Not what my parents said I should do, not what the world tells me I should do, not even my career, it's the purpose that he has for me. So I think about this marathon that I'm on and that I've been on since I've been saved. And I begin to think about a healthy runner, right? And I tried like a few years ago to be a runner and it just didn't work out. Like if you're a runner, that is incredible. And I probably watch you from the road and think, wow, like that is awesome. Um, I tried it and I had knee issues and ankle issues. I'm sure that if you're a runner, you, I had the wrong shoes and I was doing it wrong and all those things. It's fine. I tried it. I did a 5K and that was the end of me running. But I begin to think about what a healthy runner looks like, right? They're, when I'm driving in my car, because that's where I am when I see healthy runners, I'm driving in my car and I see them running with joy, like they're happy that they're running at this healthy, incredible pace, right? And that is the title of my message today, A Healthy Pace. Hey! Um, and um, so I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking about this healthy pace that God has for us, I want you to visualize 
what that healthy runner looks like. Not someone that's just started, right? Because that would have been me. Like, I'm, you know, kind of at a good pace, but not really, you know, a jog. I'm talking about these runners. Brandon and I were bike riding a few years ago, and there was this runner that was so experienced that she, like, passed us on bikes. And I didn't even think that was possible. I was like, I mean, we're kind of going uphill, and we're just kind of, like, slowly going on the bike is what I told myself. But I was like, man, that girl is good. Um, And so, and that is what you think about someone that's going to run a marathon, right? That experienced runner. And when we get saved and when we sign up for this life marathon, we want to be like that right away right? Like I want to be that runner that I see she's excited and she's happy and she's running in like the rain and the snow and the heat and she's doing it no matter what. And she has passion and joy to do it. Like that's what I want to do. But the reality is that when you get home and you get your shoes on and you get out to start running, you realize in like 10 seconds, whoa, I don't look like that. And I'm not smiling like she was. And you realize there is so much internally that I got to do. There's so much that I got to work towards to get to that goal. And so I think we, we fall into this thing that I want to immediately be like that person I'm comparing myself to. I want to be like that woman of God that's doing so many amazing things, yet we miss some of these thick key points that God needs us to do. God needs us to work internally in order to get healthy like that. An experienced runner runs every day. I mean, I think, I don't know, I'm not one, but like, (laughs) you can let me know if you are. Um, But they run every day and they keep their body conditioned every day. And if they want to do a marathon, right, they're really pushing their body to the level to be prepared for that. So I want to get into some of the things that may slow us down. And listen, Pastor Brian did an incredible job, and he literally has already hit on everything I'm going to hit on, (laughs) but Holy Spirit has something else to say. So yes, I'm repeating some things, but I feel like God has a maybe deeper revelation or a different way to go um, in some of these things. So the first thing I want to hit that slows us down is definitely sin, right? That's kind of the first thing. When Pastor Brian had Tina come up with the backpack and put the weights in there, It was so eye-opening to have that visual to think what sin does to you. And if you're carrying a backpack with all these extra weights, how hard is it to try to get to a healthy pace if you're carrying weights you're not supposed to carry? But it's so hard to let it go. And dude, I get it. Like we have a flesh and a flesh wants to sin. Like it will always want to sin. I don't think you're ever going to arrive at a point that your flesh is like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to sin. No, you will. Like that will always happen. However, you can learn to say I can bend to my, my flesh can die and my spirit can rise up and I can say no. And I can drop that weight out of that backpack. But it is conditional on a choice you make. It is a choice. You don't just get saved and all the sin goes and all the desires go. No, it's this journey. It's this walk. And don't ever let the enemy tell you that you're never going to arrive at the point you're arriving at because maybe you still have some weights in your backpack. Let Holy Spirit reveal that and remove it. And, and, then, and then don't think another second about it. Move on. Get that weight. Then you're, you're lighter. You're ready to go further. So I thought that was an incredible message. The next point I want to talk about is something that slows you down could be a lack of hydration and thinking about how quickly 
we could allow ourselves to get dehydrated and how crucial it is for a healthy runner to be at a healthy pace to be hydrated and stay hydrated. You think about a marathon and there's checkpoints to say, hey, I want, I want you to get water. You need to get water. You need to get water, right? And I want us to look at John 4, 13 through 14. And this is where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. And he says, Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you will be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. And I love this part. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. You may find yourself at a slow pace or or barely making it, right? Like those Christians that are like, oh, yeah just making it till the day that I see Jesus, right? And we're just like trying to do it. And they're dehydrated. And and how do we do that? We run to Jesus. We drink the living water in every day. Pastor Brian hit it again, right? With With the cloud and the fire. And we think about we are not supposed to take one step in this race without him. Not one step without Holy Spirit. I am nothing. I I am nothing apart from him. I can do nothing. I can speak to no one without him. I have to drink him in and know that I'm hydrated. And I have to keep rehydrating. It's not a one and done thing. It is an every day I drink him in. Every day I get more of Holy Spirit. And why? So that he gushes out. So that when we're on this pace and I have Holy Spirit in me and I'm obedient, I'm, when I'm supposed to pause and I'm supposed to stop, Holy Spirit gushes out of me onto the person I'm supposed to touch. He gushes out of me onto the, the person I'm supposed to bless. He gushes out of me on the person I'm supposed to speak into or disciple, but we have to be hydrated. That's another thing that can, that can definitely slow us down. One of the places I really want to live this morning is this idea of emotional health. And I know you've heard that, right? It's been kind of a big topic lately. Um, but it's something that just the past couple years, I've really even put thought into um, and really thought, I mean, I'm good. I'm emotionally healthy. Um, and Pastor Brian had the leadership team do a book called Emotional Healthy Spirituality um, that we did a couple years ago. We went real slow through it. I know that you guys have probably heard us mention that book before. And then his wife did a book called The Emotionally Healthy Woman. And so I did, there's like, awesome graphic. If you wanted to see what both of those titles look like, they're on Amazon for like 11 bucks. I highly recommend both of these resources and this idea of getting emotionally healthy. So for me, um, my husband and I, we've been married 17 years, right, babe? Okay. (laughs) And, um, And when we got married, we were way on opposite ends of this emotional aspect, right? Um, And God has brought us closer into being healthy. I'm not going to say that we've arrived yet. Um, And I'm definitely, I'm in the beginning stages of speaking on this idea of emotional health. And I'm not necessarily, you know, an experienced person to speak on it, but it's what Holy Spirit has given me. So hopefully you can get something from it. But God showed me how Brandon, um, he may not love that I'm sharing some intimate things about him, but if, uh, with emotions, he's very much um, one that wants to kind of suppress it, wants to really not talk about it. He may have it for a minute and then quickly just kind of recover, move on, 
put a smile on his face, babe, I love you, and we're good, right? Like, that's kind of how Brandon does with emotions. He's definitely gotten better. He's an amazing husband and father, and so he puts a lot of his energy into how well he takes care of us, all the things that he does. But for emotions, that's a really hard subject for him. And you may be able to relate with him. You may be able to relate with Brandon. That's something that's hard for you. You don't want to talk about your emotions. You don't really want to deal with them. You quickly suppress them and just kind of push them down. I'm on the other end of that where I was like, God, we were reading the emotional healthy spirituality. And I was like, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm healthy. Like, I mean, I'm good. And God was like, well, you're definitely like emotional. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not healthy. Like, I need that other end of it. Um, So I am very much a person that wears my emotions on my sleeve. Um, They're out there. I don't suppress them. Um, They're in your face. Like, I will let you know how I feel. I mean, it's all over my face. Everyone knows if I'm upset that something's going on with Jen. Like, she's not okay. Um, And so that was kind of my approach. And as I begin to understand what God has for me, I quickly realized, wait, there's, there's so much more that I'm not getting. And as I read Emotionally Healthy Woman, she, she brings up this point that you said you can do two things with your emotions. Your emotions will either control you or your emotions can care for you. And there was this whole idea of emotions can care for you. Like, wait, wait, they're not bad? I'm going to tell you right now, my first emotion I ever have that always comes up and I know that I'm up here and they're like, you're, you may be like, why is she up there? And she's admitting she has this emotion, but um, I'm up here and I'm admitting it. It's anger. <laughs> I will immediately have a trigger and I get angry. Like I get mad. I'm like fuming, shaking, like defensive. That is my first emotion. So any type of trigger, anger comes up. And through her book, I have learned that that's a secondary emotion. See, if I would have never thought about this idea of emotions, and you have emotions, and God created a body. We talked about the flesh and the sin. He also created a soul, and that's where your feelings and your emotions live. He didn't ever say, always be happy. He didn't say, I'm only going to give you the feeling of joy, and that's it. Like, you're not going to ever have any other emotions. That's not reality, guys. Like, that's not how we're made up of. And so we have all these emotions. The thing where we fall, the thing where we stay slowed down or stuck is if I never recognize the emotion and process it. I meant to, when Pastor Brian talked about the pause, and he talked about the Sabbath and how you're meant to be slow in the Sabbath. Pastor Alicia mentioned the friend that was like having a hard time with the Sabbath. That was me. Um, I, <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't have time to stop. I mean, it took me like six months, y'all. We were going through this book and then person after person talked about it, And I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll think about it. Um, and so, but this whole idea of letting your soul be cared for, And why do we miss that so much? We are in this world where so many people are fearful, depressed, have anxiety, have anger issues, have, you know, you know, just constantly living in sadness, all these things that we let those emotions control us and not understand why am I having that emotion and how can it care for me? And this whole idea that if you don't ever pause, And honestly, in the book that I read, like she said, every day for your emotions, like every day you should pause and reflect, 
what emotions did I have? What reactions did I have? And then why did I have it? What was the trigger that really got me there? See, anger would come up, but it was never that someone really actually made me anger. There was something else that caused that anger to come up. A thing that said, an insecurity that all of a sudden came up. Different things that if I don't stop and pause and understand, wait, this is not going to control me. And I'm not going to be run, just let those emotions run and hurt. I real, God said, you're hurting the people the closest to you. Because, I mean, I don't necessarily show anger to people I'm not close to. It's definitely the people I'm closest to, my husband, my kids, my sister, my friends. Like, that's, those are the people that can see that anger. And if I, go, if I let that run wild, I say really hurtful things and create wounds that are never meant to be created. But if I learn how to say, wait, wait, I can pause. I'm feeling this. I can be self-aware of what's happening. I can be self-aware of what's, what's going on. And if I drink in the living water, I'm allowing Holy Spirit to speak into that. See, I don't leave him out of this. He's not wanting to be left out of this. He's definitely wanting to be invited into your soul care. He wants to reveal, hey, hey, when you acted like that, that wasn't, that wasn't the best attitude to have. And you got upset because of this feeling or maybe because of my childhood and I reacted out of, out of whatever insecurities from that. There's so many ways that you can go, but you're only going to understand that through Holy Spirit and through the pause. It's not enough to just read the books. It's, it's, it's very crucial to say, Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you into this idea of this soul care and understanding who you are in that. And I'm giving you full reign to reveal any area of my life you're supposed to reveal. Help me understand why am I having this emotion? Why am I having these triggers? And I tell you, I, I didn't know how well I was doing with this, but some events happened this week and God was able to show me, look at how you're doing. Look at how you handle that situation. Look at how you understanding who you are and how you reacted and you reacted so much better because you understand that secondary emotion didn't have to control you. That anger did not have to control you and you were able to process and give that over to me and still have love, still show love to that person. It will cripple your relationships. It will come in your marriage and it will destroy it if you don't understand soul care and understand this emotional health. And I encourage you, if you go through those books, go through with someone. Like it's so good to be able to process each chapter and talk about what it's doing to you and how you're, how you're processing all of those things. Um, I want to also talk about real quick, um, well, I want to share my first point. My first point, um, and promise the other points will, be, will come quick. My first point is emotional health impacts our pace. It will slow you down and you will never get to that healthy pace if you ignore this aspect. Don't ignore or suppress or think, I'm good. I'm fine. There's that whole t-shirt around, right? I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's okay. Like I'm fine. And you're really not. It's going to come out in some way, shape or form. And you'd rather it not affect every relationship in your life, even God, if I don't take the time to pause and understand who I am, understand emotions and how emotions can care for us. One of the things that I think is a trigger for emotions is expectations, right? And I'm not saying expectations are bad. I'm saying the way that we handle expectations or process expectations can cause you to live in your emotions and have those emotions care for you. So, for example, you may have known expectations or, no, or unknown expectations, right? Like maybe you thought in your life you'd be at a certain point. 
Maybe you thought by now God would have come through in this situation. Maybe you thought, man, by now that sin would have been removed from my backpack. Maybe you thought by now my, my husband or my wife would be at this place. Come on. Like there's so many things that we think that we have these expectations. And if you don't take the time to process the emotions, you'll never get to the point where, is that an expectation I'm holding on the person? Maybe it's a good expectation, but I never speak it. Like I just want you to like understand what I'm thinking. And like I want you to do that. And then you get mad that that person didn't live up to that expectation, but you never spoke it. Like, you never said it, and you feel guilty saying it? Don't. Like, why? Like, why would you ever feel guilty? Like, you hold an expectation on your spouse in a loving, kind way, not in a hateful way, but in a loving, kind way. Speak those expectations forth. You hold an expectation on a friend? Speak it. Like, what, what, why do we shy away from that? Because it's definitely affecting you. Because when that person doesn't live up to that expectation, we live in, in anger or bitterness. Or we lose that relationship all based on an expectation they didn't meet. And so it's so important to think about how expectations cause triggers for your emotions. And are they realistic expectations? Speak them. If they're unrealistic expectations, speak, understand what they are, state them and let them go. And then we can live with these chains broken off of us because we're taking the time to pause and understand it and not ignoring it. It is weighing us down. It is the enemy getting this chain around you and the enemy getting this chain around you. So where you're stuck in mile five, Or Miles sick, and you're like, well, six. And I'm like, why can't I move forward? But you're stuck because your soul care, you're not understanding it, and you're not taking care of it. So I really encourage you guys to think about this, to process what Holy Spirit is speaking and how crucial it is for this emotional care. I want to move on to um, Philippians um, 3, verse 13. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Isn't that, I love the Passion Translation. I just think it's so beautiful. Um, But Paul writes that so well, right? He says, I forget all my past. This is my one compelling focus, that I fasten my heart to the future. The enemy wants you to live in the past. And he wants you to constantly turn around and recognize you haven't let go of that sin. Remember when you did that? Remember that sin? Remember that emotion? Remember that thing? I'm going to weigh you down. I'm going to turn you around. I'm going I'm to keep you looking backward. If I'm always looking backward, I'm going to stumble, I'm going to fall, or I'm eventually going to quit, right? Like, and that is what the enemy wants you to do. He doesn't want you to let your past go. But if Jesus forgave it and he's forgotten, Shouldn't we? Like we should let it go and not let the enemy do anything, have any way in our life. Cut those chains off. Fasten your heart to the future. Point two is focusing on the future keeps you at a healthy pace. I've got to stay looking at the future. I want to bring up that Paul wrote this letter in prison. Like think about that for a minute. Like he's talking about he's running with passion into his abundance right? And he says, I'm not, I've not acquired it yet. But in prison, you would think that Paul would be without hope, right? And, and, and kind of just be consumed with all of these things that are going on in his environment, but he's not. 
He's so excited about what God has for him. He's still impacting the people he's meant to impact. He's still being used by God. Why? Because he's healthy. He's not impacted by his circumstances or what's surrounding him. He knows his focus. He knows what he's supposed to do. And that's what he's fastened to. And that's what we have to do. Listen, coronavirus, yeah, we're all over it. Like your job situation, that may weigh you down. Circumstances weigh you heavy. There are things that Brandon and I have dealt with this year that I think everyone's like, okay, like when is like December 31st? Like I'm ready to say bye to this year. But... I don't look at that, and God shows me I am going to keep you going forward. Just because circumstances are looking the way they are, that doesn't mean you're not still moving. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get you at a healthy pace. He said, if you don't ever work internally, you will not make the impact you're supposed to externally. So if I don't work internally and I don't get this healthy, I'm never going to be at that healthy pace, that healthy runner who works so hard to be, have the endurance they have, they work at it and they work internally in their health to get to that pace. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with um, uh, verse 14. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Right? So good. What is our goal? What is the thing that we're clinging to? We're clinging to the fact that if I can get healthy, and if I understand that it's okay as a man or woman of God, that it's okay that I have emotions, that it's okay that I feel certain ways. Like like Pastor Alicia brought up, Pastor Brian said they're indicators. But if they won't be an indicator for you if you never take the time to understand that they're an indicator, to understand that, wait, wait, I need to pause for a minute and understand more about who I am. And what am I doing? I'm doing all these things. I'm dropping the weights of sin. I'm drinking in the living water every day. I'm putting his words on my lips to speak forward. I love, I'm going to go back real quick to Philippians 3.13 in the God's words translation. It says, brothers and sisters, I can't consider my, myself a winner yet. This is what I do. I don't look back and I lengthen my stride. And this is what we do when I do all of these things. I can gain that momentum. I can be healthy and strong. And I realize that I am not bound by anything of this world. Sin is not gonna weigh me down any longer. And come on, if that is you and you have something right now that come up to your brain, you need to recognize that. Holy Spirit is speaking to you, that there is a weight you need to take out of the backpack right now, that there's a weight that you need to let go and that lightens you. And if you are not running to him every day in his word, in worship, in prayer, to drink Holy Spirit and you've got to get that living water so you're hydrated to run at a healthy pace. And I don't look back. I'm telling you, the enemy tries to tell me, remember in your early 20s, remember how you used to live? Remember the things you used to say? No, no devil, I don't. I'm gonna let that go. That is not who I am. That does not impact my goal. That does not impact where I'm going. I am running. Let it go. If that is you and you let past weigh you down and constantly haunt you when you're alone, when you're alone with God and you're trying to go further, but that past keeps coming at you and coming at you, let it go and look forward. Fasten your heart to the future instead. And then what happens? One day we get to see Jesus and he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That is our goal. And God, thank 
you that I was able to lengthen my stride. Thank you that I could humble myself and realize that I deal with anger, that I deal with bitterness, that I deal with these things. Help me to understand that. Let me not be too prideful to recognize the things that I need to give to you so that I can be healthy. And I can be that runner that I long to be smiling no matter where they're at or what they're doing, running at a healthy pace. And I stop at every point and touch who I'm supposed to touch. I don't ignore them because I'm not consumed with just me because I'm working on being healthy. He wants you to stay unhealthy so that you're so focused on you and your own needs, you miss everyone around you. We're meant to break all those chains off. We're meant to get healthy. We're meant to touch those and we're meant to reach our heavenly goal. I encourage you guys with that. I encourage you guys with what God's doing in your lives. Don't let the enemy weigh you down. Don't let life weigh you down. And don't let your soul run your life and you're in control. You give all those things over to God, I promise you, you'll look back and you'll say, wow, I can't believe the endurance I gained. Wow, I can't believe how much faith I have in this moment because I'm able to do all of these things. All right, guys, I'm gonna end with that. I'm just gonna end with understanding that heavenly goal, understanding the things it's gonna take. It is work. If anyone told you that it wasn't work, I'm so sorry. It's not true. It is a lot of work. It hurts. It doesn't feel good to admit where we're, where we're weak. But where I'm weak, he's strong and he makes it up. Be, be confident in who you are. Be confident in God in you. He is so good in you. And he's the one doing the work. He's the one healing. Father God, I just thank you. Every person in here, every person online that heard this message, I thank you, Father God, that you are transforming our lives. I thank you, Father God, that we are not gonna be bound. We are not gonna be helpless and unhealthy, Father God, but we are going to get healthy and be able to lengthen our stride and run a healthy pace we're called to run. I come against every lie the enemy's ever told anyone. I come against every chain that is on them. I break those right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that everyone is going to do what it takes to run the healthy pace, to stay in the life marathon you have for us, Father God, and reach our heavenly goal. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We don't wanna end with offering um, this opportunity to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never signed up for the life marathon that Jesus has for you. I encourage you, this is your moment right now, right here, to say, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm done living my own life. I'm done being my own king. I'm ready for you to be my king. This is your opportunity. Don't let it pass another moment. Don't let it pass another day. Maybe you've, you've walked away. Maybe you quit the race. It was too hard. It was too tough. Dude, I get it. But God says, come back, come back. And you'll start right where you left off. Come back, come back to me. So if that's either of you, if you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is your chance. If you've walked away, this is your moment to say a prayer. If you will just say that with me, Father God, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for those sins. I thank you, Jesus, that you are my Lord and you are my Savior. I thank you for signing up for this life marathon. Get me healthy, get me strong. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you guys so much.